Hey guys, welcome to our sixth Q&A episode. Uh, we're going to start doing some more informational episodes, but we just, we've been busy and we have, <laughs> we have just Q&As right now. Yep. So I'll start us off. How do you know if your puppy is ready to be off leash? Question mark. Perfect recall, question mark. Yeah, perfect recall is, uh-huh. is when your dog should be off leash. So before your dog's recall is 100%. Personally, I think you should keep a long line on. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you feel the same way? Yeah, absolutely. Um, puppies go through lots of different stages, so you'll find that during certain months, they will be way more inclined to follow you, and then certain periods where they're into exploring a lot more. Um, so just because your dog is following you around a lot at one point doesn't mean it's fully off-leash trained. It might change in a week. So just keep the leash on until you're 100% sure. Yeah, and the, the biggest mistake most people make with puppies is they never put a leash on. Yep. Right? And yep. they think, oh, my dog's doing so well because my dog's hanging out with me. But your dog's actually learning to explore more and more, which is not a yep. bad thing. But if you want good off-leash obedience, your dog is slowly learning to be more independent outside. So bad idea to keep your dog off-leash all the time as a puppy. If you keep your dog on-leash as a puppy all the time, your dog will be much more reliable for off-leash training later. Mm-hmm. And make sure the dog is just engaged with you. If it's just running around and has no interest in you really, then... It's not really a dog you want off leash just yet. Exactly. All right. Cool. Next question. My puppy keeps trying to go after the cat. Oh, so. boy. Um, <laughs> I, I would like to know what age. kind of dog that is. That's true, too. Yeah. Uh, if the dog has high prey drive, it's, it's hard. Like, if your puppy is going after the cat at this age, sometimes if the dog, if the dog is very, very young, uh, just let the cat do its job. The cat will swat the crap out of your puppy, and your puppy is going to decide not to do it. It's better your dog mm-hmm. learns that young. Um, but you should address it too because your cat might get stressed out. So if your dog goes towards your puppy, you might have to give your dog a leash correction or an e-collar correction. But we also don't know how old your dog is and uh, we don't want to put an e-collar on a dog too young. So it just depends. Yeah. You also just want to make sure the dog is engaged with you with the distraction of the cat around too. So if the dog is thinking, okay, this place is incredibly boring, my owners suck. The only thing that's really cool going on here is the cat. That will make the dog really want to chase the cat a lot. but. If you can teach the dog hanging out with you is a lot of fun too, or staying on place or anything like that, then you'll have a lot more success. Yeah, I'd say number one thing is leash the dog, teach the dog yeah. a place command, reward the dog for being on place, as opposed to chasing the cat when the cat is running around. So your first exercise should be teach the dog a place command while the cat's moving. Yep. Cool. How old are all of your dogs? Oh. Uh, do you want to start? Sure. So I have one dog, Wolfie, who's five years old. And then I have two little boy dogs that are one and a half. <laughs> well, they're just they? under one and a half. Oh, yeah. They're under the half. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, my guys, so Scooter's two. He just turned two. Broly is about a year and a half. And Donna is 10 weeks old. <laughs> she's exactly yeah. 10 weeks? I think she's, yeah, a little over 10 weeks. Yeah, Donna's 10 yeah, weeks old. Yeah, that baby Donna. Those are our dogs. So I Mm -hmm. guess that's it for that question. Oh, cool. Okay. (laughs) Um, Five-month-old puppy, how do I make myself fun to encourage engagement? Five-month-old puppy. So things you should be doing with a five-month-old puppy is your leash walking should start to get very solid. So if you're struggling with engagement, I would say make the dog work for food. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, always have a leash on the dog until you've developed good engagement because your dog is going to value spacing out and running around as opposed to listening to you. Yeah. Teach your dog that all the good things come from you. So don't have a bunch of toys lying around. Toys only come through play with you as well. Yeah. The other important thing is you you do need to be a little more fun. So think about the most fun you are right now. 
you got to be more fun than that. <laughs> That's the best way to explain it. Because I actually thought I was fun with my dogs until I saw that even the most fun I was being was too boring. So it, it's weird, but it, it's a little hard to explain. But I think if you do see a trainer, they'll show you what you need to do. And you'll be surprised at how much more out there you need to be. All right, next question. Do you offer basic training for new puppy owners? Nope. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Wow, she surprised me with that one. I was like, we don't? (laughs) That's one of the the main things that we do. We see lots and lots of puppies. We see probably at least a puppy or two a day, I feel like. Yeah, at least, at least. We see lots and lots of puppies right now. Mm -hmm. I'm on the phone with nothing but puppy owners all day. It drives me freaking crazy, (laughs) but I do enjoy it. So yeah, we do that all the time. If you guys need to set something up, we can probably chat on the phone quickly, and then Mm -hmm. you can come in. Cool. Next question. How can I get off-leash dogs to stop coming up to me? If I oh, knew. That, is the million, <laughs> that is a million dollar question. Uh, I don't know. We can give you guys some quick tips. Mm-hmm. So do you have any examples? I always think if you have a slip lead, uh, sorry, if you have a slip lead for your dog and you carry it around your neck, you can use it as, sounds bad, but you can basically use it as a deterrent whip, right? And mm-hmm. so if a dog comes near you, you can literally just whip the ground with your leash and the dog will go, holy crap, this person's lost its mind. <laughs> They'll run away. Yeah. Yeah. Some dogs it doesn't work on though. A pet corrector is a good tool. Sometimes you can use your chuck it launcher if you throw a ball. You can use that as a deterrent. Uh, lots of things. Yeah, it, it kind of depends what your sort of situation is. It's like the dog, your dog is on leash and dogs are running up to you, um, or people are coming up to you with dogs as well. So usually I just try to communicate with the owner first before you whip at the dog, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Try to tell the owner, like, hey, call your dog back. Usually I'll just make up a lie and be like, my dog has rabies, keep your dog away. Exactly. That, that. usually works. Yeah, usually there's three steps. Mm-hmm. Step one, try to get to the owner. So yeah. yell, hey, call your dog, please. Step two, if you don't call your dog, I'm going to have to do something. Step three, you do something. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's nothing really other than that that you can do. Um, I've, had, I've been on the wrong side of these situations many, many times. The worst culprits are hiking trails because you don't see mm-hmm. dogs come out of nowhere. They literally will appear out of the bushes and they come running towards you and your group. Yeah. And there's nothing you can really do because there's no owner in sight. So I just I run right up to the dog and I will boot the dog really, really hard. And I know mm-hmm. that sounds bad, but um, I've seen dogs do lots of damage. My first dog, Moxie, was attacked probably a total of 20 times with blood. So mm-hmm. like a lot. That's a lot. And she was very resilient and she still liked dogs, which was just unbelievable to me but like i would have preferred her never to have been attacked but it just happened at hiking trails dogs will come out of nowhere and get her mm-hmm. yeah it sucks yeah usually if you if you get pretty like outwardly like yelling and loud and you run up to a dog 99 percent of dogs will run away if you start charging at them exactly yeah that'll scare most of them away cool all right next question my gsp plays with my son's golden retriever he tends to be very aggressive with her neck is this normal yeah, it's normal. GSPs play rough, like really, really, really rough. If your golden seems uncomfortable, though, you should separate them just yeah. because uh, the golden probably has no clue how to play that way. And it might be very, very uncomfortable. My two dogs play like that. They look like they're <laughs> killing each other, but they both love it. I don't think they would like playing any other way, to be honest. But your GSP might enjoy that, but your golden might not like that. Yeah, just make sure they're both having fun. Yeah, mutual interest is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, st- Stimulation exercises you can do inside with a working dog when you can't go outside. That's actually a good question. That is a very good question. Um, one thing I like to do a lot with Apollo is put him on the spring pole. So we have a spring pole kind of built into I the wall here. House, if though. you have a basement, you could hang something like that. <laughs> I guess. Because this is basically a basement, right? Like the ceiling there. Okay, but besides that. <laughs> I was getting to it. I gave one option so far. Give me two seconds. Damn. Um, <laughs> 
if you don't have a spring pole, <laughs> you can also do things like like little tracking exercises, try hiding stuff, stuff like that's fun. Yeah, just um, obedience. Just do it. Yeah, practicing your obedience. I think um, they want like some kind of something to tire out the dog. To tire out your dog inside. Honestly, I'm telling you, get a spring pole <laughs> in the basement. Or just play tug. Tug's great. Or play tug together, yeah. Tug is very, very good indoors uh, on mm-hmm. a rainy day if you don't want to go outside. Tug, or if, if, if you have a treadmill, throw your dog on the damn treadmill. Yeah, that's, that's the best. Good. That is the I best. wish I had a treadmill to do that because I hate going out on wet days with my dogs. <laughs> uh, because the first thing they like doing when they come inside after a wet day is going on the couch. It drives me freaking oh, crazy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, obedience is good. Um, you can do like a touch pad exercise. Those are good. A lot of people are doing those these days. Yep. And tug. Tug is perfect. A tug is what I used to do all the time when it was a wet day. Mm-hmm. Sorry for the noise in the background. Our neighbor is like smashing wood. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> and then we have this new anxious dog who's actually asleep right now. But he was like panting, pant, panting, panting pretty heavily in the in the beginning. He's quiet okay, now. He's good now. Good. All right. Um, it's me, right? Next question. Yes. My dog recently began chasing shadows two weeks ago. Could this be due to a new light-up ball? Yeah, definitely. But if you ever played with your dog in lasers or, like, your cell phone reflection or a watch reflection, that's usually the number one culprit. Mm-hmm. Um, these, this can be really hard to stop. Like, I've had to deal with this quite a few times. You need to address your dog with an e-collar. Like, this is mandatory. Dog, e-collar shadows you need to stim your dog with an e-collar every single time they even look at a shadow and if you do that every single time and i mean 150 percent of the time that they look at the shadows if you stim them it will go away but if they even get away by looking at a shadow once or twice and going after it you're screwed this is going to be a six to seven month problem but if you do it very hard and you make your dog knock after shadows for a whole month your dog will stop if you stim that that shadow chasing every single time it's hard it's a really hard problem but throw away that light ball um, any reflections? Be careful. You have any, anything to add? Um, your dog probably needs some kind of other mental stimulation too. So you yourself might be not might not be doing enough to keep the dog kind of engaged or focused onto something else. So any dog that can develop a fixation with chasing lights and shadows and stuff, usually it's like a, an Australian Shepherd or a German Shepherd or something like Border that. Collie, some usually. yeah, some kind of dog that has that that kind of like genetic like neurosis basically yep. like they're basically pretty neurotic to begin with mm-hmm. sorry i just choked on my, on my <laughs> oh. drink <laughs> i'm like why are you smiling um it's usually usually a dog that can is prone to being a little bit neurotic mm-hmm. so it needs some kind of other outlet which the lights are currently fulfilling it sounds like you just yeah. need to fulfill it in a different the dog way. usually has a chase drive prey drive ball drive mm-hmm. and they're taking it out on the light so it's yeah. completely unfulfilled um but still like even though we used to play my ex-girlfriend's dog Jasper had this problem because she played with a laser pointer with him when he was a puppy. We can play ball with him for hours. He'll still want to go after the lights. So mm-hmm. that's just like twenty percent of the fix. You have to you have to crack that dog really hard for chasing shadows. Yep. Excellent. My six-month-old German Shepherd puppy will not pee or poop outside in our backyard. Outside of our backyard. I have a couple things to say about this. Okay. First, I don't necessarily see the problem. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the idea of a dog just poo- peeing and pooping in one spot. The other th- thing I have to say about this, though, is that if it's a shepherd, it's probably like... This kind of ties into the last question. Uh-huh. Shepherds can be very neurotic, and they can also be very um, superstitious with a lot of things. So we have two shepherds here right now. We have Lucy, who you guys probably have heard of, and we have a dog that is also... I think it's technically like her nephew or something. It's like... 
Her nephew? Yeah, yeah, her nephew. And they both pee and poop in the exact same spot every single day. Yeah, that, that has, that's nerve issues. Mm-hmm. Dogs that mm-hmm. do that have genetic serious nerve issues. It's a problem. Uh, but if your dog only poops and pees in the backyard, it's okay. But if you want your dog to pee and poop on a walk, make it their only outlet to pee and poop. Don't ever let them yeah. pee and poop in the backyard again. Yeah. Um, but honestly, it, you could have bigger problems. <laughs> that's that's why I'm saying, like, I think it's the peeing and pooping not outside of the backyard is, like, one thing that's not that bad, but it's a symptom of something that you should also be paying attention to. Yeah. Like, if your dog is very fixated on doing certain things in certain ways, that could be problematic and could lead to other behaviors that you don't want to see. Yeah, usually most dogs that do this, that do not pee and poop on a walk... They're nervous and they don't feel confident enough outside to poop and yeah. pee in, the, in those new environments. So sounds like a bit of a nervous dog, but let us know if not. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, cool. Next question. Yep. Why the heck does my dog kick up grass like she just pooped <laughs> when she hasn't done anything? Uh, scent covering or whatever yeah. you call it. She's just marking. Yeah, marking. Marking yeah. by kicking. <laughs> She's yep. covering up other scents and she might look for spots to pee. Um, I, would, I would personally, if your dog does have any level of behavioral problems i would correct it not mm-hmm. let that happen yeah i think a lot of people don't really get that when it comes to female dogs that they do stuff like that female dogs are huge markers female sometimes. dogs that mark are the most evil <laughs> creatures wolfie marks <laughs> but she, she she's not reactive. evil she could be reactive to any new dog though she she could like in the past now she doesn't care but yeah that's she's true not evil that's true <laughs> yeah that's true that's but true. like a lot of female dogs do mark yeah yeah. I mean, any and female dog I've met that, that marked They're is, usually uh, pretty mean Is a complete bitch Female dogs that <laughs> hump though Those are whew, Those are the craziest <laughs> girls Yeah Alright Are dog boots necessary? And if so Are there any that you recommend? Um, this is from Margot's owner So they live downtown oh. So in your case Yeah Because there's a lot of salt down there Yeah and honestly um, like If you have to walk your dog And their paws touch every part of downtown Toronto And then you bring the dog into your house (laughs) I don't know, that's a little nasty (laughs) That's true, that Um, is true Yeah, dog boots are not necessary I would not get boots I've never seen a dog that liked boots Just get the, uh, just the rubber balloon boots Are more than enough that you need They don't really need anything that will keep their feet warm Because the fat in their pads does that on its own Um, You just need something to keep all the salt out Yeah That's pretty much it So you can use the wax or the rubber things But I think the rubber things are probably the best yeah. Uh, but if you're hiking, don't use those rubber things. Just put wax on your dog if yeah. you need. Yeah. Cool. Those are just to keep the salt out of their, their toes and stuff. Perfect. All right. Next question. Can you do a video showing us how to teach a focus heel for dummies? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I think we, we definitely should. Mm-hmm. Just because I'd like to see more dogs able to do it. It's, it's very fun. And uh, for a dog owner connection, it's very nice. Like, mm-hmm. it's very nice to have that focus heel connection with your dog. So we can do that. We can do that. If you guys are interested, that'd be very fun for us to show you. Yeah. Cool. Uh, how do you get a dog that responds well to commands but is very distracted? I don't necessarily understand that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to translate that. Hold on. How do, you, how do you, I guess, how do you get the attention of a dog that responds well to commands but is very distracted? Okay. So I assume it's like a dog, you go outside, the dog knows its commands, it's just not really paying attention. 
Yeah, the, the question's probably, how do you get a dog to pay attention that knows it's obedience but mm-hmm. is distracted? Yeah. Uh, reward eye contact, number one. And then when your dog learns to get rewarded only for eye contact, you can start adding a small correction for losing all fixation. Like, scooters like that drives me freaking crazy. <laughs> he's, um, he's very, very focused. And then when he decides not to be focused, he literally gets into this warp hole of, of fixation <laughs> on other things. Yes. I'm like, hey, dude, I'm talking to you. What's wrong with you? Um, so you just have to start rewarding eye contact and make that the new standard. And when your dog's eye contact starts going away, sorry, I think one of our dogs <laughs> just kicked a bowl. <laughs> yeah, when your dog starts losing eye contact often, you would have to start adding corrections for that. So you teach your dog, hey, you get a reward for paying attention. And after a certain amount of time, you show your dog, hey, if you stop paying attention, it's uh, you're going to get a consequence. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Anything to add? No, Ashton's kind of like that too, where... He'll be playing ball, playing, 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 and then a dog shows up, and he's staring at the dog. Oh, yeah. He he just drives too much um, excitement out of playing with other dogs, so it is something that is kind of a huge distraction to him. Yeah. Um, but it's basically just correcting any kind of fixation, not, and then just rewarding for refocusing. Yeah, if the dog knows it's obedience but is not doing it, then the dog is way too over-aroused with other things. Mm-hmm. You have That's- to decrease the value of all those yeah, th- there was a point where I had with Scooter where he was so fixated on other things outside, which was so annoying that he wouldn't even play ball. And it took me a while to fix. His, his nerves are not good. So that was very annoying for me. But now uh, I had to correct him looking away quite often. And now he's more focused. But it was really annoying. Really, yeah. really annoying. So you will have to correct it and then reward the eye contact. Cool. I'm done my questions. All of them? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, pros and cons for allowing a puppy slash dog on the couch. Pros and cons. Pros, you get to have the dog on the couch. Yeah, that's the pro. <laughs> and they cuddle. That's pretty. Dog much on the couch is a pro. Um, I think I think the dogs really like it. I like having a dog on the couch. It's great. Yeah, I yeah. think the dog enjoys it. It's good for you. Uh, however, if the dog has separation anxiety or overall territorial behavioral issues or anything else, even aggression, yeah, it's bad. Or resource guarding, especially bad. No yeah. couch, no bed. Um, the dogs just take it a little too far. Right, you let them hang out with you on the bed. They all of a sudden think they are the king of the world, and then they just every bad behavior they have will multiply, for some weird reason. Yeah. It is just how it is. Yeah, it's just kind of like it's sort of like a give and take kind of balance thing you have to figure out if you like to have your dog on the furniture. Like I like to have Ashton sit on the couch or on the bed with me, but he's also kind of a jerk. <laughs> and I also found out that his litter mate guards the couch. So that's <laughs> <laughs> so definitely Ashton has the genes to be like to try to fight you over the couch or to show some kind of territoriality over it. Wow, he's a um, <laughs> But I keep him pretty, like, under control in every other instance, so I, f- I think I can I can get away with having him up on the couch and stuff like that. Yeah, good. Yeah, because I don't let him... It, it all depends, yeah. I think, on your dog's overall behavioral issues. So if you don't have any, it's fine. Like, yeah. my, my guys are on the couch every day. My yeah. only problem is Scooter's very annoying when I'm on my computer. He will chew on his ball, and then he sees me type, and then he starts smashing my <laughs> keyboard, too, with his paws. He's such a, he's such a jerk. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, had Apollo, I had Apollo on the couch here this morning, and he just kept biting me. <laughs> so if you have a Malinois, that's a con. Yeah, it's very annoying. <laughs> it's a con to couch. have a Malinois on the couch. It's like all they want to do is be on the couch, and then when they're bite. on the couch, they're just annoying. So just I don't know. <laughs> everything is bite. All right, all right, next question. My puppy runs away with the toy whenever we play fetch or tug. That's a good question. A lot of people struggle with this. Uh, step one is have a leash on the dog. If you want to just bring it down to the basic level of teaching fetch, leash on the dog, uh, make sure the dog goes after one ball. You should have two balls. 
Make sure the dog goes after one ball, dog grabs it, good. You start luring your dog, or sorry, you start pulling your dog back to you, and you run backwards so the dog wants to bring the toy back to you. When the dog comes back to you, you make another ball appear, and you also make another ball appear more fun. You start waving it around, the dog goes, holy crap, what is that? And the dog also subconsciously realizes that bringing the other ball back will create this more fun ball, and it'll make it appear, and then you'll restart the game with a more fun item in their mind. It's not really what's happening, but that's what they see. (laughs) And then you throw the new ball, and they're like, holy crap, this is the most fun thing in the world. And then they turn around, you run away, they come for you, you have the new, more exciting ball, which was the ball they literally just chased after. And then you throw that, and they're like, oh my goodness, this is the most amazing thing in the world. So that's subconsciously teaching them to fetch. Uh, Then you can slowly start getting rid of the leash and the other ball, and they'll realize that their pattern and the most fun part about fetch is coming back to you. Right now, it sounds like your dog is having more fun chewing on the ball, which is Mm -hmm. very bad. Mm -hmm. Very, very annoying. Yeah. Whenever you have a question for Anesh, before you ever ask him a question, make sure you have a leash on the dog. (laughs) Yeah. Because his first answer for everything is make sure you have a leash on the dog, which is true. Which is true. That's why it's his first answer. Especially if they are outside and they're not listening. Yeah. It's like, what else are you going to do? Chase them? (laughs) There's so so much you can do with a leash to shape everything that you need. Yep. Cool. Main difference between Mal's and Dutchies? Uh, not much. Like, I think Dutchie breeding is a little, a little more Scary. inexperienced. Like, people are not as experienced breeding Dutchies, so they create a lot of very nervous and uh, very aggressive Dutchies. I think their drive and everything is somewhat the same. Dutchies are a little bigger. Their coats are different. But drive and temperament, somewhat the same if you get them both bred the same. But Dutchies' bloodlines have been messed up over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just all that's happened. So they're more nervous. Very hard to get a good duchie that is social with humans, social with dogs. Very, very hard. It's very easy to get a mal that's social with humans and social with dogs. Much easier. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, mals are getting very messed up too. Yeah. We yeah. do, for the most part, most of the, I feel like a lot of the mals that we see are more... They're messed just up. a little bit more social. No, every single duchie that we've seen this year has... Has, has snapped at me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, every duchy I've seen has lunged at me this yeah. year. <laughs> yeah. Every duchy I've seen in the past eight years has lunged at me. <laughs> yeah. It's like um, there's some variable with the with the mouths with the duchies. It's like it's I, almost one hundred percent of the duchies that I've met have been sketchy in some way. Yeah, I'd say every mal too that I've met that's older than about two these days has been dog aggressive. Yeah. That I've met. So yeah. Uh, they're just a high drive breed, and you have to be you have to stimulate them every day, or they just get all the bad behavioral issues. Mm-hmm. And you said something really interesting a few days ago that when it comes to mals, and I assume this is the same for duchies too, their drive is so high that it covers up all of the nerves and the behavior. So you don't yeah. really notice all of the things that are actually wrong with the dog because the things that are great about the dog are like really hidden. really heavily overshadowing the bad stuff. Exactly. Which means that when the bad stuff comes out. It it's, comes out like it is horrible. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. So like, like you can might not know that your mal is dog aggressive because it fixates on you playing ball and stuff. And, but then a dog runs up to it while it's playing ball. That dog could die. Yeah, it's it's very yeah. scary, and they're so fast that it's <laughs> it's scary. They're dangerous. Yeah. Cool. Can Donna and the mals come play? Uh, that depends. <laughs> that depends. I'm gonna need to see your dogs, and maybe. But if one of your dogs pisses off Scooter, he's a, he's a mean freaking dog. <laughs> You're in big trouble. And yeah. also, if a dog if a dog goes after any dog in our group, Scooter is big. He's the big guard now. He's a stupid guy. That's how he is. <laughs> <laughs> I went on a hiking trail with Scooter, Broly, and Donna, and I've never seen Scooter so alert before. It was my first hike with Donna, and every time someone came up to Donna, Scooter was just kind of weird. He was just staring at them like, "Hey, 
don't do anything stupid or I'll deal with you. <laughs> I don't know what his problem is. but He's so funny. Yeah, we can come play. <laughs> All right, 14-week-old Shepherd is barking at people and dogs when outside. 14 weeks old? <laughs> Holy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you have you have some work ahead. Mm-hmm. 14 weeks old barking at everybody. Um, that sounds like a working line dog. I was just going to say, where'd you get the dog? Yeah, where'd you get the dog is important. Is the dog related to Lucy is also important. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, 14-week-old Shepherd, if they're barking at that age at everything outside, you're definitely going to have a lot of problems when your dog gets older. I would do, I would probably start with a training collar now, to be honest. You have to stop mm-hmm. the barking. And you're going to have to start feeding your dog and creating engagement outside. Because if your dog is externalizing all that fear and all that all that aggression, all that reactivity at this age, that's going to be a big problem when you're older. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be that concerned if it was like nine, nine months old, eight months old. But 14 weeks is definitely concerning. Yeah. Yeah. So we probably need to work that dog a little more. But let us know. You can always DM us and tell us exactly what's going on and we can help you. Yeah, send some videos or something. Yeah, because that's. I don't think I've seen a 14-week-old reactive dog yet this year. How old is 14 weeks? That's that's, that's three that's and a half a, months? Three and a half months. Outwardly reacting. I haven't seen that Barking in a while. at people and dogs when outside. It's been a long time. Is it like... I guess it needs more context. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. We need to know if it's like actual reactivity or if it's just yeah. like a little grumble. Or even, if it's trying to play or something. Like, what if it's actually just a friendly... I mean, chances are, if you're asking us, it's probably reactive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But who really knows? Send a video or something, and we can tell you, like, if it's something to be concerned about, and then what the next move is. Yeah. We'll help yeah. you guys with all that. Cool. Do we have cool. more questions? No, that's it. Oh, all great. these are about Donna. And we have... Okay, so we'll just let you guys know... We're going to record like a strictly puppy episode because I know a lot of people got Christmas dogs, Christmas puppies. And since we have Donna, we can just immediately relate to everyone since we're living with a dog. Mm. Um, And we can just show everyone, hey, this is what you do with with the dog. So we have a lot of like fun little Donna questions. We can just give them all a little shout out right now. We'll go over we'll go over all these questions on our next podcast. So yeah, we We got what breed um, tips for first time owners yeah we'll take a long time going over that uh, why is she so cute that one I don't have the answer for she just is <laughs> what has Donna taught us so far she's taught me a lot I don't know if she taught you much like I've always I've worked with puppies my whole life but just owning another puppy again has definitely helped me just remind myself of, of uh, what it's like to own a puppy she's very easy uh, I realize having a puppy is very easy if you do all the right things mm-hmm. compared to having a working puppy. I think I should make a comparison on that too. Yeah. How do you structure her day, feeding, um, good chews? Oh, yeah. We'll go over a schedule yeah. with you guys too. All kinds of puppy stuff. Cool. All right. Cool. All right, guys. So thanks so much for tuning in. Happy New Year to everyone, and we'll see you all soon. Bye. Bye.